Welcome back to the Legacy of You podcast. Uh, I'm thinking you're welcome back. I'm hoping you listened to a few of the old ones. But here we are. And I have to admit, I, I wasn't much of a podcast guy until Shaq, uh, who does the Legacy of You collateral and all the creative stuff here, was like, let's turn some of these into a podcast. So again, I would just like to prove uh, just from living it myself that like, listen to what people are saying sometimes, say yes, create things, because now we have this amazing podcast. And today, speaking of spontaneity, the unexpected, going with the flow, uh, I had the amazing opportunity to have a sit-down interview with Ali Faranakian from the People's Improv Theater also known as The Pit here in New York City, Uh, which prior to meeting him, I had not seen The Pit. Again, I was open to what people were saying and offering. And Kimberly, who does a lot of the project management here at The Legacy View, somehow said, hey, I got somebody. Let's talk about the the, the concept of rejection. And she goes, well, who gets rejected a lot? She goes, well, actors do. And she found Ali Varanakian and... um, I had the opportunity to actually go to the pit and meet the man himself. And it was one of the most fun conversations I had. I'm not even calling it an interview. It was just a conversation. When you're with one of the improv masters of the world, it just becomes an ebb and a flow. So let's talk about rejection, the importance of rejection, the need to get used to rejection and how it plays a role in your life because I am obsessed truly with the legacy of you. I want you to take everything that's inside of you and I want you to bring it to the table. And at the end of the day, I want people to be able to say, you know what, fill in the blank, that's your name. This is what whole is now left in the universe without this person. And of course, someone will continue to pick up from where your legacy left off and your legacy will continue to radiate and vibe. The whole idea of the work that I like to do is just to help individuals realize I've got a unique voice inside of me. I want to bring it out. I want to use it. I want to bring me, the true me, to the table. And that requires rejection. So let's go over to the People's Improv Theater right now. Michael Ian Cedar here from TheLegacyOfYou.com here at The Pit in New York City. And I'm here with Ali Faranakian. Ali Faranakian. Ali Faranakian. Ali Faranakian. I'm not going to be upset or hold you to it, Michael. I'll hold me to it. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Faranakian. 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 Good enough. I'll Let's get it. past the name, Let's right? Faranakian. Michael Ian Cedar here from TheLegacyOfYou.com, and we're here with the caretaker of the People's Improv Theater, Ali Faranakian. A.K.A. The Pit. A.K.A. The Pit. <laughs> Why is it called The Pit? People's Improv Theater. I mean, it came from when I was thinking about starting a theater. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have improv in the title. I wanted to have theater, and I went to the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, oh. and there was a place there called cool. The Pit where people would gather to read the Daily Tar Hill and they would say, on any given day, everyone would walk through the pit. So it just kind of became this acronym, People's Improv Theater, the pit that connected me to Chapel Hill and you know, uh, a little bit of my youth. Yeah, oh, that's fun that you get to bring your own past into it. I actually, when I was in the, the bar area there, does the bar area have a special name other than bar? Yes, the Love Bar. The Love Bar. Yeah, 
because there was a piece of tile in the front that we were going to put the it pit says star. Love, right? right, but we were going to put the pit star there. Right, right, right. And then all of a sudden, my tile guy and my architects gave me a little rejection. Yeah. You can't put the star there because you've got octagonal tiles. So you're going to have to think of something else because we can't make the star. So one night I had a dream about putting the word love there. Oh. And then all of a sudden I came in the next day, I spray painted love on the concrete mm -hmm, floor. Mm -hmm. And then one of the guys said, you want me to put love there? I go, what? <laughs> you want me to put love there? I go, uh, yeah. He goes, all right, meet me tomorrow at 7 a.m. I'm like, okay. So I met him at 7 a.m. And he cut out love out of the square tile, you know, with the fabric. And from then on, it was called the love bar. So we're talking about rejection. So your idea was originally rejected. That's absolutely right. right. It was rejected by the, the, basically the circumstances of the tile. So let's talk about rejection real quick. How is rejection a part of life? Well, I mean, it's nonstop. Mm -hmm. It's happening all the time, you know. As I say in this solo show I used to do called Word of Mouth, everything had to go wrong for me to be here today. If things had gone right, I wouldn't be here right now. Mm. And that's why I know I'm exactly where I should be at this moment in time. Mm -hmm. So if things had gone right, I wouldn't be here right now. Rejection is what got me here. You know, you hear so many people, why didn't you do it? I don't want to be turned down. I don't want to be rejected. But people are so scared of it. Why, why do you think that is? Well, it's fear. Fear of the little deaths. All, everything is really fear of death. Right. So because of that, we try to avoid little deaths. Hmm. auditioning, going out for this job, asking someone out, because we don't want to die in small ways, because hmm. we're afraid of dying in a bigger way. And as an actor, you know, you're going to get a hundred no's for every yes, and that's if you're lucky. And so how, so where do you start? Like, how do you start? Uh, I mean, I'm good at rejecting, I was rejecting my whole life, mm -hmm. and I'm sort of like you, I consider myself a professional fail at failure. Mm -hmm. I've, I've failed so many times I've been successful. Right, but, but what about those people, whether it's improv acting, or you just, again, want to ask someone on a date, or you just want to write your first blog, or do your first, or quit your job. You know, those fears of little death, how do you get beyond that? Because I assume here at The Pit, we did talk about before, you have people who are not actors who take the class, right? So how do you, is there, have you seen a fundamental like law of, here's how you get past that fear of rejection? Well, everyone has their own way, but really it's just talking yourself into it. Mm -hmm. It's okay, what's the worst that can happen? This will happen, then this will happen, then this. Okay, so what's the worst that can happen? So you really have to kind of talk yourself up, because a lot of times we're going to others to be our like uh, counselors, or be someone to encourage us, and we have to kind of be the first person to encourage ourselves. Right. What's the worst that can happen? So, am I, am I hearing you right on this, that you're saying like, we have to be the first people to say, it's gonna be okay to get rejected. Like, the next person isn't gonna help the rejection any more or any less. Like, we've gotta be willing to, we've gotta be willing ourselves to accept that rejection, correct? Well, you've gotta be your own best friend. And what would your best friend do, or a good friend? They try to pump you up. Yeah. They try to encourage yeah. you to do something. You know, even recently, I, I got a gig that starts Tuesday, and I was on the fence about doing it. Huh. Because it was gonna take me away from here. Right. It was gonna be a lot of time. And it was something that I hadn't done in you know probably my whole career but it was just a role and a play that i really couldn't say no to but i was like hemming and hawing and i went to some friend's house super Bowl sunday and they kind of figured out why i was asking questions about learning lines mm -hmm. and they were like what's going on and i mm -hmm. told them they're like you absolutely have to do this oh neat. you cannot not do this mm -hmm. and i was like yes but this 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 family child care other jobs i have four other businesses i oversee and i have other careers and you got to do this so when we ask for advice, we're looking for an accomplice. Mm. And sometimes our friends are the ones, good friends, who encourage you to right. follow the fear and find the fun. Mm. You know, and that's what we say here. 
something Del Close used to say, follow the fear. That's why we put it at the back of all our theaters. So oh. performers can see it while they're on stage, but audience members can't see it. Is it in here? It's right there on the other side of that pillar. Oh, cool, You'll cool. See it. So cool. the performers on stage can see, follow the fear. Follow the fear. And that will take you to a place on stage you're afraid to go to, something you're afraid to say, you know, something you're afraid to do, you know, within reason, you know, that you're not gonna hurt anybody. Yeah, right, right. You know, that's 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 always an interesting thing. I always say, "What's holding you back?" And someone's like, "The law." And I'm like, "Well, the idea is it doesn't hurt somebody else, right?" Yeah, I mean, with you know, with a sound mind and body, and that's why they put that in wills. So and so of sound, sound mind, mind and body. So mm -hmm. it's like you do have to have a sound mind and body when you're making these decisions because you can't account for someone who has other things going on. So what do you think the difference between people who start a theater company in New York or build a theater in New York or renovate a theater in New York or people who take big leaps, right? You were a writer for Saturday Night Live. Like you were willing to follow the fear in your life. What's the difference between the people who follow the fear and the people that won't? What, what, what do you, especially the people taking that, those big fears. What, what's that fundamental? Is there a difference of them? Do they, is it circumstantial, do you think? What do you think causes them to go deeper, more, more towards that following the fear than ever. Well, I think luck has a lot to do with it. And some of that luck could just be genetics, mm. the way you're wired. Some people are just hardwired a certain way. And some of it is nurture. They grew up with people giving them limiting beliefs. Mm. You know? So they keep insisting on those limiting beliefs being real. And they're not evaluating their own programming. Every day you have to evaluate your own programming. To be a human being is to be brainwashed is to be programmed. So every day you have to say to yourself, do I agree with my brainwashing? Do I agree with my programming? And for some folks, they don't want to run a theater in New York City, they just want right. to be a part of it. Right. So it's not for everybody. Not mm -hmm. everyone needs to start a business. Right. Not everyone needs to you know, you know, do something to create content. They can also be a part of someone else's process. Mm -hmm. I also apprenticed for 13 years mm. at other theaters and places. I didn't even know I was doing it. It was like the movie Limitless, but I was at the Improv Olympic. You know, with Sharna Halpern and Del wow. Close. That was Chicago, was, right? That's right. Yeah. I was a uh, you know, founding member of UCB. I, I didn't know that until today. That's you know, exciting. I was working at the Second City, you know, for the 90s. I worked at Saturday Night Live. So without knowing it, I was learning. I was apprenticing. And, and people don't see that. They don't see how deep that, that river goes for you. That, that's all under there. And so by the time I'm assuming to make a decision to do something of this scale, you are already in it, you know. But this scale started 15 years ago with a 2,000 square foot theater on 29th between 6th and 7th. Cool. And I just done a law and order and I just had some money in my pocket that I hadn't had before. And it was time to go out and put a shingle out myself because it was post 9-11. And for those who lived in New York during that time, afterwards there was a sense of what am I going to do with my life? life? I got to do something because, you know, a lot of people lost their lives in one day. So there was a lot of things going on in that 2002 spring mm. that led the way, which luck basically in many ways prepared the landscape mm -hmm. so that I could start that first theater. Because in the beginning it was, the rent was not as much. Right. I could teach the writing for SNL class, I could teach an improv class, it was a loft in New York City, I didn't know what I was getting into, I was uh, single, no kids, and so it was easier. 
it, in a way, it's like that pulling the thread of a sweater, and it just starts unraveling. And it starts unraveling. Mm -hmm. So all this began, and you know, to some degree, it's the story of the frog. You put the frog in boiling water, and the frog jumps out. Right. You put the frog in warm water and turn it up to boiling, it stays there and dies. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not saying I'm the frog in <laughs> warm water that's boiling right now. Right. But, you know, I do do morning pages to get it out. Oh, morning pages, yeah, the morning pages. Actually, really quickly, talk about morning pages. Why do you do morning pages? Well, and what, well, first off, what is morning pages? Morning Most pages, morning pages, is essentially getting some paper, mm -hmm. a notebook, whatever. I just use a piece of white paper. You just take, I use a pencil, and I just, in handwriting, I don't care about, in grammar, I don't care about. I just write out and get out whatever my thoughts are. A page or two. Some people say three pages. You know, I think that also may limit you to not doing it. Mm. Your morning pages could be a sentence or two. Right. Could be a page. Could be two. Why? When I'm, what's why? What? Why do it? Why to get it out? Why go to the bathroom in the morning? <laughs> you know, you got to go to the bathroom. Right. You've got to expel toxins from your body. So the morning pages for me is just expelling mental toxins mm. and getting it out on paper. And then I tear it up and I throw it away. So you don't even keep the, no, your own morning pages? I don't even keep it. Once I fill the notebook, then I'll throw the notebook away. No way. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just for the process. How do you find that it, it, it helps you or moves you forward? What does it do for you to get those mental toxins out? I, I give away much less mental real estate to stuff hmm. that once I've written it out and gotten rid of it. Then I'm not thinking about it. Does having I love that idea of mental real estate, right? Well, Especially living in New York, well, right? And, and in New York City, you got to pay for real estate. So a lot of times <laughs> we give we give away free rent to people in our brains, and they get to live there for free, and we're not charging them for an idea or a concept. And all of a sudden, you're you know I was worried about this thing the other day, and I allowed myself to you know think about it, and then when I actually talked to the person, I realized no, they didn't want what I thought they wanted. It was a waste of energy. Mm -hmm. I love that idea so much. I mean, that's its own thing right there, like. But it's true, you know, people, people um, give away their mental real estate mm -hmm. way too easily, way too often. And since the theme of the, the moment is, is rejection, those morning pages, doing that journaling, do you think that prepares you to be rejected or, you know, to, to be able to take on the next challenge that you're confronted with or adversity that happens at all? Well, I mean, we oversee four spaces. It's a lot. You know, and I have my own voiceover and my own commercial career and acting. So it's nonstop rejection. Right. Aside from the fact I have two daughters who also are constantly rejecting. You know? <laughs> so it's like I'm constantly getting rejected. Yeah. And it's okay because in, in show business, in entertainment, you need to build up a certain amount of rhino skin. Okay. A thick layer. Okay. You know, in acting and improv, when you're on stage, you want to be a sponge. Okay. They're saying it to you, it hits you, you're listening to them. But sometimes in the real world, you have to be okay with knowing that um, you get rejected and there is a bigger or greater plan, and it's okay. You know, the, the mindset of the ant. When the ant can't get to something, it doesn't stop, I'm done, I'm walking away. It just keeps attacking. It keeps, it keeps trying to find a way in. So let's talk about improv then, and rejection, and the idea of no and yes. In improv, you want to say yes and right. until you have to say no thank you. Okay. And yes and came from Del Close is the person who kind of found this sword in yeah. the woods and codified what it was, mm -hmm. saying yes to someone's idea and adding to it. If you get no on stage, it's like anything. You want to get around the lineman. The quarterback really is what the scene is about. And okay. so people saying no are the lineman blocking you from trying to get to the quarterback, mm. the scene, what mm -hmm. it's really about. And you've got to just keep moving and get past that no. Now we say, you know, say yes and until you have to say no thank you. That way it leaves room for no thank you. Mm -hmm. Because we don't want to just say yes and to everything. Right. Because unconsciousness will also ask you to say yes and. Hey, why don't we just get in this car and it's not ours and just steal it and have fun. 
On stage, sure, that's the place to experiment with something like right. that, to say yes and. But in real life, when you're teaching kids and teens, you want to say, you can also say no thank you mm -hmm. in real life. We don't want to give you this blanket sword to say yes and to everything. Mm -hmm. You say yes and until you have to say no thank you. And there's a difference between fear and prudence. Good fear uh, and bad fear are two different things. Bad fear is, I don't want to go to the zoo because I think the tiger will get out of the cage. Mm -hmm. That's bad fear. Mm -hmm. Good fear is, I'm in a cage with a tiger. <laughs> and you should be scared. Right. So you have to delineate in life between good fear and bad fear and fear and prudence. How can you use yes and when you're getting rejected in real life while you're trying to pursue your dreams? Because the second you want to do something, the status quo, and people, I'm sure every time you open another theater, people are like, why are you doing that? Right? People you know, want to stop you. They're like, no, no, no. Isn't one theater enough? Isn't two theaters enough? Isn't three theaters enough? Isn't doing all this enough? You know, and you have those people in your life. So we're going to be faced with more rejection, in, or at least I find people get the face of rejection a lot more the more risk they're willing to take and the more they want to get that voice out. No, 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 stay safe. Don't, no reason to write a blog. No reason to do a video. No reason to pursue hacking. No reason to start a new business. So you're going to get those no's. Is there anywhere where yes and has a place in those conversations? Well, I mean, you're always going to have naysayers, mm -hmm. right? And I looked it up recently that the word naysayer came around around 1630. Okay. But not till 1900s did yaysayer show up in wow. the English language. So it took that long for us to say naysayer, but not say yaysayer. And it's okay if people are going to say, don't do something, don't do that. Wouldn't you want your ideas tested to make sure? Or do you want everyone to say, yeah, you should do it, you should do it. But you want to be like, well, why are you doing this? And you should be able to defend your ideas. Rejection is what got me here. You know, right. uh, Christmas of 99, I, I had a dream job. I was working at SNL. Right. And then a week before Christmas, NBC said, cut your budget and lose three writers. No. Last hired, first fired. Wow. And if it weren't for that rejection, I wouldn't have been available that February to go look at an apartment with my friend Alex Young and eventually buy a tiny two-bedroom. Hmm. Now, that tiny two-bedroom is what eventually led, when we sold it, because my second daughter, Olivia, was being born. My wife didn't want to live in a walk-up. Yeah. It happened to be top of the market. Wow. That's how we got the money to start these businesses. So the rejection was what led me here. One of the best things that happened in my career was getting hired by SNL. Mm -hmm. One of the second best things that happened was getting let go mm -hmm. at the exact right time. The universe was like, you've seen it, you know what it's like, now you need to go out there and do other stuff. And that from that came, you know, solo show, word of mouth, that went to the Aspen Comedy Festival. From that came um, Law and Order gigs, yep. where money came in so I could start the theater, right. Conan O'Brien gigs, mm -hmm. and so, that's why I say everything had to go wrong for me to be here today. If things had gone right, I wouldn't have been let go. I would have stayed at the show for a little bit longer. Who knows? And then I wouldn't have bought an apartment. And then I wouldn't have been able to do acting, you know, episodic and plays. So you can either be defined by your rejection mm -hmm. or you can define it. Mm. You can either be defined by your rejection or you can refine it. So for me, I've always tried to say, okay, I got let go of here because of what I will define the reasons. I will give it reason why this happened in my life. So tell me about the pit and how people can use it to continue their journeys in life. What well, opportunities? We started in 2002 and we've been at it for about 14 years. We teach improv, sketch comedy, solo okay. performance, public speaking, kids and teens classes. I mean the classes program has grown in a way I never could have imagined. Mm. And at certain points we have 800 to 1,000 students taking classes. 
Um, it's for people who want to mark it off their bucket list. Mm -hmm. Some people who want to do it once or twice a week as part of their hobby and part of their life in New York. And then there's some people who want to get a career out of it. Right. So we try to pro provide craft, community, and career. Mm -hmm. Work on your craft and your career will come. Work on your community and your career will come. Mm -hmm. But just work on your career and you may not have a craft or a community. Mm. So it's a combination of bringing these things together. And hopefully it's a nice community of people right. who want to make people laugh and laugh and want to be in the comedy arts. And mm. at the pit, we focus on comedic improvisational theater Got it. in our improv department. And then sketch comedy is our writing department. And then we have public speaking and solo performance. But we oversee three spaces that people can get up on stage, take classes, see shows. We have this thing called Super Free Monday and Super Free Wednesday. All the shows are free. Oh, cool. No drink minimum. You can come and just watch improvisation for free if you can get here. We also have classes called Joy of Improv. It's four weeks, no class show, 0% fear, 100% fun, because you don't have to worry about a class show. Uh -huh. So there's a lot of ways, you know, and there's, you know, a lot of shows here, you know, right now that, you know, every Friday and Saturday, musical improv, scripted sketch comedy, improvisation. So you can come and spend the whole night here, and I think tickets start anywhere from 5 to $10. They begin with no drink minimum. Wow, that's a great night out on the town. Mm -hmm. And then I saw you have a bar out front, mm -hmm. which, uh, which we'll go to in a little bit. Um, can I just drop in for a drink? Uh, it just is such a cool bar. I just want to go there for a drink. Well, you know, one of the things in building the Love Bar was yeah. it had to be a bar that stood on its own. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not going to see the striker. You may just walk by and go, oh, this is a cool bar. A drink, yeah. And it has to stand on its own. So cool. we have people who just come by in the neighborhood and have a drink and may not even know, like, this room exists in here. That's cool. Can you reject me now? Thank you. You are rejected. Thank you. But that's the best gift I could give you. That I'm getting rejected? That you're getting rejected. I accept your rejection. If you use it in the right way, it would allow you to soar even higher. Because kites rise against the wind, not with them. <laughs> Farinakian, ladies and gentlemen, of the People's Improv Theater. Just Google Pit or People's Improv Theater if you want to learn more about uh, the locations and the shows. They're like ridiculously cheap. It truly is a mission uh, of, of providing performers with a place to play and audiences a place to stay. And all at an affordable entry fee, cost, uh, opportunity. And they're, um, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Hey, let's go together. Email me, Michael at thelegacyofyou.com. Let's let's get a meetup together or something like that. But most importantly, email me at Michael at thelegacyofyou.com and let me know what your takeaway was from today. The greatest gratuity, the greatest gift you could possibly give to me is saying, here's what I got out of today. I'm looking forward to seeing you or listening to you, I don't even know what it would be called. Looking forward to hosting you at the next Legacy of You podcast. Right here, same place, different time, and uh, live with a little bit of enjoyment today. Live getting that voice outside of yourself. And remember, the quality of the questions you ask yourself are directly in proportion to the quality of your life. Let's ask some questions and let's bring you to the table because I am truly obsessed with the best version of you. Peace out.